Hey everyone, it's Monday, September 11th, 2017, and you're listening to the Salvage Title Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Eselike, and I'm here to talk to you about car news, car culture, car events, car whatever we got going on. And this week, we've got the Frankfurt Motor Show happening in Frankfurt, Germany. Now, usually the Frankfurt Show is usually a little bit of an introductory segment into the auto show season. Uh, Things kick off about now. We've got Los Angeles in November. Paris is somewhere in between the big show Detroit's in January uh, you know so we got a couple of weird news uh, items kind of coming up today um, so I want to talk a little bit about what Volkswagen announced today um, what Audi picked up today as well as a very surprising Mercedes-Benz AMG project the project one uh, so all that possibly a little bit more coming up on this episode of the salvage title podcast So with Frankfurt being based in Germany, as you'd expect, there's a lot of news from the German automakers. And first up today is the news out of Volkswagen with a couple of small product announcements. Uh, First being the new Polo GTI, pretty exciting sport compact car. Uh, The Polo GTI, of course, a fruit that will not come to the United States and probably will never come to the United States. So think of it as a uh, Fiesta ST with a uh, German badge on the front. It's a uh, 197 horsepower two liter turbo under the hood of that little, tiny little polo uh pretty cool little car uh it's unfortunate that the car won't come here uh it's much more exciting i think than the standard golf um but it's just the economies of scale and you know as i've said repeatedly on this podcast before volkswagen of north america has no idea what they're doing and it doesn't look like the german board really knows how to handle it either um the bigger news of course comes uh from their announcement on the golf sports van which we're probably not going to get here in the u.s uh think of that as a taller box shape on the golf platform um the bigger news is some of the infotainment updates that they have they got a new 8-inch uh, touchscreen um, and a 9.2-inch touchscreen that they're going to offer in some of their vehicles. Sounds fairly likely that we'll at least get the 8-inch one here in the U.S., but what they are offering is a new adaptive cruise control and lane keep assist that works together to create their traffic jam assist program. Uh, so if you guys have been paying attention to a lot of systems uh, and luxury vehicles, they have a stop-and-go system that will bring a car to a complete stop and actually manage your vehicle um, in slow-moving traffic uh, using a combination of all those different systems. So in Mercedes's and Tesla's, obviously it's a little bit better. Um, you can go pretty quick in those cars and they'll actually go back up to freeway speeds and keep you in the lane and keep you moving. In this Volkswagen system, it's a little more rudimentary. So and cars equipped with the automatic transmission, in this case the DSG uh, semi-automatic gearbox, uh, it's going to use these two systems to basically bring your car to a standstill um, and then back up to about 37, 40 miles an hour. Um, So it'll kind of do a crawl, stop, crawl, stop, and it will keep your car in the lane as the lane moves and kind of weaves through traffic. Pretty cool if you live in an area with a lot of traffic and you're looking for an economy car that can do this kind of work for you. Um, I know I'm definitely thinking of friends and family in Los Angeles where you're on the 101 or the 405 and you're stuck in traffic. I guess not the 101 out there, but anyway, the 405 and you're stuck in traffic and you're at a crawl and the the highway does curve left and right. Um, that would be a pretty nice option to have. I'd be curious to know how expensive it's going to be. It seems like something like that's going to be pretty juicy on the price scale. You're probably looking at $1,500 to $2,000 added to the price of a Golf or a Jetta or a Passat or whatever comes. 
we'll see what the flagship vehicle is going to be. Um, I believe I'm willing to bet it's going to be that CC replacement. Is it the Artin? Um, I would imagine that that would probably be the flagship vehicle for Volkswagen that would get that early. Um, Volkswagen also announced a, uh, another ID concept. That's their electrical vehicle, electric vehicle program. It looks like it's going to be a mid-size crossover called the uh, Buzz or something. Z, double Z, totally blanking on what the name of it was, but they got a mid-size electric vehicle crossover concept. Um, so after the buzz on the van from last year um, at some of their shows, it uh, looks like they're going to get a little more serious. They keep saying that they're going to have 23 electric vehicles on sale by the start of the, technically I guess it's the third decade of the early 2000s. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Volkswagen's trying to make a lot of moves, and it seems like they're making some smart choices. I'm going to be interested to see what actually translates here to the U.S., but at least in terms of Frankfurt, Volkswagen is keeping things kind of small. Um, we'll see if there's bigger splashes to come later. we still got a couple days of the show left. Um, but with all that in mind, we'll move on to the next beat. So second story of the day is one that's been rumored for a long time. It looks like the trigger has finally been pulled. Audi is going to do a rear-drive version of the R8. Now, long-time Audi fans know that Audi sells a lot of their vehicles based on their all-wheel drive performance. This is going to be the first rear-wheel drive Audi vehicle sold worldwide. Uh, the R8 itself is shared on a chassis with the Lamborghini Huracan, uh, in which they also share a V10 engine, and I believe the gearboxes are similar, but not, not quite the same. Uh, this one is designed to pick up and celebrate some of the sales and successes of the uh, R8 race car that's been campaigned at Le Mans um, in the American uh touring car series, all I mean, all over the world. The R8 is pretty synonymous with racing. So it looks like it's going to have a little bit more of a hard-edged chassis. It's going to have that rear-wheel drive bias. It's going to have a fancy paint job with lots of carbon fiber. Um, typically what you'd expect with a special edition rear-wheel drive vehicle. Um, overall, I have to say it's really not that much of a surprise. Um, you're going to get a car that's going to ring up around 170 grand it's still going to be cheaper than lamborghini Huracan. it's very likely going to be very quick um i'd be interested to see if audi can get the car to handle as well as the Huracan does but overall it's a interesting choice that audi's made it's it's an interesting that they're stepping away from the brand heritage and something that they've used this car to sell previously you know on, from vehicles all the way on down to the a3 um this quattro system is the selling point and not putting the Quattro system in it, I assume, is just going to only attract people who are looking for that Audi style but have a little bit more sporting credentials. So we'll see. I'd be interested to see if you guys uh, have any comments on it. Feel free to hit me up here on Anchor FM or hit me up on Twitter at YSSMAN. Thank you. All right, and the last bit of news, it's going to be... The Mercedes-Benz AMG Project One, a Formula One car for the street, basically. Um, if you've been following along with some of their teasers on Twitter and Facebook, you see a full-bodied Formula One car. Um, the Project One is going to be a super lightweight, super rare, super crazy vehicle. Uh, it's going to retail for about $2.5 million, a little bit over that. It's going to have a 1,000 horsepower coming out of a 1.6 liter turbocharged V6 and an 8-speed purpose-built gearbox. Uh, this engine 
engine's going to rev to 11,000 RPMs, and then every 31,000 miles you put on the car, it's going to require a full teardown and rebuild, uh, just like some of these Formula One engines do. Um, obviously, it's going to be fast. They're saying it's going to have a top speed of 217 miles an hour, but it's probably going to be well over that. Uh, it's going to do 0 to 124 miles an hour in 6 seconds flat, uh, which is quite quick. Um, there's a good chance that this is probably going to be the fastest production car on sale um, for at least as long as they can make it that way. Um, Aston Martin does have their specialty uh, Formula One derived car that was designed by Red Bull um, coming out. I'm completely forgetting what the name of that is. You've also got the follow-up to the McLaren P1 that they're working on right now. Um, but this car, you know, it's going to basically take a Formula One powertrain and put it in there. It's going to have the MGU and the MGK. Um, it's going to have all of the regenerative braking system. It's going to be able to drive on battery tower, battery power alone for 15 and a half miles, kind of similar to what Porsche does with the 918. Overall, it is what exactly it says to be. Um, I think if I have one complaint, it's that the styling isn't quite as bonkers as what the Aston Martin competitor is. Um, it looks very similar to the old McLaren F1 uh, GT race car. Um, it kind of looks a little bit similar to this new 908 concept that got announced last week. It's a good-looking car, but it's just not pushing the boundaries very far, and maybe that has more to do with draping an actual street legal body over a Formula One vehicle. Um, but overall, I mean, it's pretty cool, and it's pretty crazy that Mercedes is going to build something like this and be able to sell it in the next couple of years. Um, they're only going to build a couple of these, I think. I'm trying to look up what the production number is. I want to say it's like 200 or something like that, so it's going to be pretty rare. Um, if you can get your hands on one, dear God, I imagine it's going to be crazy. But it's this is where we're at. It's the Formula One technology creeping into these regular vehicles, and I think every brand who's participating is going to do some kind of pissing contest to get this way. What would be interesting to me, at least, would be if they found a way to make this car a regular track car, and if they found a way to campaign something like this at Le Mans or in some kind of touring car series, because as we know, the current uh, crop of Le Mans vehicles at the very top of the list are dwindling quite quickly after Audi and Porsche have both pulled out, which leaves only Toyota racing in the top tier class, the uh, prototype class. Um, so something like this would be pretty interesting, but you know, with that limitation on the powertrain, it might not be able to hold up too long. So we'll see. I'm interested to see more of the pictures, more video of it, hear more from Mercedes. I'm really looking forward to Top Gear and many other outlets getting their hands on it because that's going to be quite cool. But uh, as always, love to hear your feedback, guys. We'll follow up after this. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this short rundown of day one at the Frankfurt International Auto Show in Frankfurt, Germany. Um, I'm hoping to do a couple more as the news keeps coming out over the next couple of days. Um, if you've got any feedback, feel free to drop me a line here on Anchor FM or hit me up on Twitter at YSSMAN. As always, I'm your host, Brad Eseldyke, and I look forward to talking to you about car news, car culture, and blah 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 uh, We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.